Tēnei mai haere mai ki tēnei hōtaka. Welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Great to be here. Now, Auckland Mayor Wayne Brown announced phase two of the flood recovery phase today. And with those concrete surfaces often creating above-ground water funnels, some have asked whether intensification in Auckland needs to be stepped back a bit. That just after four. Should school lunches be free? Is this something that you would support? Is there a case to be made to roll free lunches out to all schools? One expert thinks so. And concern for the future of Citizens Advice Bureau in Auckland could all be chopped by the end of the year. When was the last time you used the services of Citizens Advice Bureau? And the song whisperer today, you guess the lyrics, we give you the song. Here they are. You ready? A sister killed her baby because she couldn't afford to feed it, and yet we're sending people to the moon. Text me, 2101. You can email the panel at rnz.co.nz. With me this afternoon, private investigator and author Julia Hartley-Moore. Julia, welcome to the panel. Hello, Wallace. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Very good. It feels like a long time, so it's lovely to have you on. Also with me today, Professor of Chemistry at AUT, Alan Blackman. Professor Blackman, welcome to the program. <laughs> thank you very much, Wallace. Yeah, great to have you on too. Oh, also, by the way, a colleague and I were talking, what series people uniformly loved but you hated? And she was saying that she could not stand Succession. Everyone loves Succession, but she couldn't stand it. My example is this series here, which at the time I really hated. I can't. What's it called? Is it called mates? It's called mates, isn't it? Uh, mates. Horrible. Yeah, exactly, Julia. <laughs> uh, or friendship. I think it's called friendship anyway. Uh, that was friends. the series. Friends. Thank you. I did not like that. What about you? Everyone loves it, but you hate it. Text me at 2101. Well, get this. A 1930s bomber aircraft, so rare, it is thought to be the only one of its kind still capable of flying, is going up for sale in Blenheim. The 1935 Avro Anson Mark I MH120 played a critical role in protecting the Commonwealth's coastlines. Apparently, its current home is at the Ormark Aerodrome in Blenheim. And we have the owner of this bomber, Bill Reed. Kia ora, Bill. Kia ora, Wallace. It's lovely to have you on. So what do what you got here? You've got this three-ton bomber, sole surviving uh, aircraft of its type in the world. How did you come to own this aircraft? Well, a bit of a long story. I, um, I've sort of been involved in the aviation industry all my life. My dad was a fighter pilot in World War II and got into helicopters in the 1950s and I sort of followed in his footsteps and started my own helicopter business in the 1980s. Um, sold the business in early 2000s and wanted to get into vintage aircraft restoration. I had owned vintage aircraft before and I sort of had a passion for it, sort of having grown up with them. And um, sort of went out looking for what was available at the time and, and this Anson turned up at a place called Wangaratta, just north of Melbourne. It was in a museum that was closing down there. It hadn't flown for 10 years and was in a pretty sorry state. But she 
sort of survived the war and um, turned into a freighter after the war and used to fly crayfish from Tasmania to Melbourne um, and eventually sort of retired in the sort of early 90s and went into this museum, as you say, which was closing down. So um, I went over and had a look and um, although I'd really been looking for a sort of a World War II fighter or something probably a bit more exciting perhaps to some people, but right. um, fell in love with it and um, yeah, so sort of we broke it down into you know container container sized pieces huh. and took it back home and and I, I when I bought it Robin my late wife and I we sort of you know expected it to take about three to five years to sort of get it back flying and ended up taking ten years <laughs> with the help of probably fifty or more people and um yeah we eventually got it flying again in two thousand twelve and um and have had a you know a pretty um, amazing time with it since then. It's been to all the major air shows, and we also do have been doing adventure flights with it from Omaka and at the air shows. It's been pretty popular for that too. So, well, it's very rare, and it's for, for that reason it has attracted worldwide attention. How about that, Julia? You've got a hobby uh, renovating um, a massive World War Two aircraft. Quite, quite the thing, isn't it, Julia? Oh, look, I was just thinking it'd be perfect for my, pro- well, maybe not for my private jet, but I'm just thinking, that, you know, putting that back, I had a look at it, it looks beautiful, um, but but the cost to, to get that back into the shape it's in now, because it, yeah. it looks stunning, must have been yeah, well, tremendous. It, it, was a, it was a big project, Julie, and uh, yeah, it cost me a heck of a lot more than what I ever thought it would, but um, as I say, it's been, it's been worth it in the sort of reaction, especially from the airshow crowds. When we first took it to Wanaka in um, 2014, there was a crowd of 50,000 people there, and after our flight display, they all stood up and gave us a standing ovation. It was pretty humbling. <laughs> it's, that's, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's some hobby, isn't it, uh, uh, Alan? I mean, it's, it's all very well to you know, play uh, um, after work tennis or go to the morning gym, but actually dedicating something to renovating uh, a bomber like this. It's next level stuff, isn't it? Well, you're going to love this, Bill, but um, my father actually flew Avro Anson's in World War II. What? Um, he, yeah, he was he was part of the Commonwealth pilot training scheme um, yeah. where they shipped everybody across to Canada. Um, so places called Clearholm, Clearsholm and Lethbridge. And um, they learned to fly over there, and um, he learned to fly on Avro Anson. So sadly, he passed away in 2013. Um, hell, he would have loved to have seen that at Wanaka in 2014. How about that, Bill? There's the panel for you. Um, <laughs> Alan's dad <laughs> flied the, flew these blimmin' things. Well, there you go, because, you know, there was, well, well over 100,000 pilots trained for Bomber Command, 60,000-odd of whom never came home. And nearly all of those guys would have at some point probably trained in Anson's. It was the main multi-engine crew trainer for the Commonwealth yeah. um, training plan yeah. after after they'd sort of done their frontline service in the first two years of the war. So a heck of a lot of people have been sort of touched by that, that type and... Um, a lot of the people I fly in it now are relatives, you know, their fathers or grandfathers flew in, flew in them during the war, and they just want to experience what it was like. I mean, they, these guys were only 19 years old when they were 
sent off to fly these things. My goodness. They hadn't even driven a car. But oh, were, my gosh. Goodness. Yeah, uh, my dad <laughs> flew Squadron 206 Coastal Command World War Two, as part of a combined Kiwi, Aussie and Canadian crew. I knew he flew Anson's on reconnaissance in the early years. Would it have been this aircraft? Many thanks, says Susan from Makata. I, I want to know, uh, Bill, um, what are they like to fly? It's, 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 I still, every time I fly it, um, well, I say, I say to myself, how did they get it so right in the early 1930s? This thing just flies so beautifully. It's just so stable. And, um, you know, one, it's a bit noisy on takeoff, but once you get into the you know, cruise power, you can sort of talk in it. And, um, no, it's just lovely. And it's got amazing visibility because when it first entered squadron service, when the Anson's first entered, up until then, in the mid-1930s, they'd all been an open cockpit biplanes. And here they were in the Royal Air Force's first monoplane, I, you know, single wing, um, first really with an enclosed cockpit. And I think they felt very claustrophobic. So this uh. is all windows that you'll see in the photographs, and uh, which, of course, makes it lovely to fly in now after you know, flying over the, the coast of Marlborough here. And um, I, I like, when I take people out, I like to fly them out to the White Bluffs on the um, east coast of Blenheim there. And on a fine day, you can obviously see the North Island, and it's about the identical distance of what it was from sort of Dover to the Calais coast, you know, of France during the war. And I said, well, this is what it was like. Here we are leaving, you know, home territory and... Um, the guys are going to start looking out for periscopes and e-boats in the English Channel, and and they yeah they get quite sort of emotional and tearful when when I bring it home to them like that. That's amazing, Bill. Finally, before we let you go, um, what's what's the cost? The cost to buy? Yeah. <laughs> well, we've got it on the market at, at three million okay. um, dollars. Plus. Oh, a snap. <laughs> That's the price policy. You go, there's a new hobby. There you go, Julia. You're probably the one, the only one who could afford maybe something like this. But why are you selling it, Bill? Well, I turned 70 last year, and I, although I'm still flying commercially, I know, you know I've got to be realistic, and I want to sell it. Well, I can still teach someone how to how to operate it. And, Amazing. Um, I, don't, I don't want my kids to have to deal with the sale of it. So uh, it's just time. I've had it. Now for 21 years, so it's time for someone else to you know, become its guardian. Oh, Bill, wonderful to have you on the program, and go out all the best, and I, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. That's Bill Reed. He is the owner of this 1930s bomber aircraft. So rare. It's thought to be the only one of its kind still flying. It's called the Avro Anson Mark 1, 1935, and amazing, Alan, your dad flew one. <laughs> Yep, no, he always went on about the Anson, and um, yeah, no, <laughs> I just saw it coming up on the feed today, and I thought, oh my goodness, there's, there's a coincidence, so um, yeah, he'd, he'd love to have flown in that. Uh, that Aggie says, David, the Avro Anson was operated by Brain and Brown on the King Island Crayfish Run. My mate once, my mate uh, was the pilot, now retired, we used to... We used to a war surplus have one in a neighbour's backyard. Very good. Um, lots coming through. You can extend it out. What is something that you absolutely hate that others love? We are talking about TV series. Um, uh, I, Wallace, I watched the first series of Friends in the 90s, but it's got sick of it. I decided to watch 10 series now, and they are really funny. Are they? Anyway, I've been thinking... <laughs> 
Alan Blackman, take it away. Okay, so um, I was one of the uh, lucky or not so lucky ones that uh, went to the Elton John concert, which didn't quite get off the ground, unfortunately. And um, <clears throat> so obviously there were a lot of very, very disappointed people there. And um, we'd parked about 40 minutes away and trudged in the pouring, pouring rain to get there. So absolutely drenched. Pretty much as soon as we get there, um, they called it off. And so we've got to face another 40 minute trudge in the rain absolutely getting drenched again mm. and we and a whole lot of other people are just walking along in the rain pretty pretty down and then you hear the unmistakable sound of elton john in the distance singing can you feel the love tonight and so sort i of thought where's that coming from and um kept on walking kept on walking knee deep water all of this sort of stuff and eventually we figure out where it's coming from there's a police woman on the corner in her car and she's got uh, Elton John blaring out of the speaker of her car. And she's just saying, look, sorry, folks, this is the absolute best that we can do. <laughs> so I, I would like to make a shout out to that policewoman who just pretty much brightened up what was a pretty damn gloomy night. So thank you so much. If you so happen to be listening, give the panel a call, text 2101. We'll put you on. We'll dedicate the song to you. What a wonderful thing to do. Um, belting out, can you feel the love tonight in a nightmare of an evening for Tomoki Makoto, huh, Alan? Yeah, absolutely. No, no, she, she, she did well. So, yeah, it was cool. Good on you. Um, and go, how did you get home? Did you get home? Yeah, got home, but again, boy, going through some floods and stuff, which I think we're going to be talking about later, but oh yeah, yeah, it took a while. Very good. Uh, we have uh, Alan Blackman on the program. We also have Julia Hartley Moore, and wonderful to have you as part of the panel this afternoon. Lots to discuss, including intensifying housing, what part do they play, if any, uh, in the new makeup of Auckland, considering... We're going to be living with this uh, type of flooding in the future. Stay with us. We're here until 5pm this afternoon.